guys. So I feel like every episode I start with guys. <laughs> guys. You guys. <laughs> you guys. Um, I have a question for you. So if you guys were, if you guys had the ability to be the opposite sex for one day, what's the first thing you would do? Eliana, go. I'd want to see what it's like from a guy's perspective. Taking a girl out. Um, Having to pay. Well, some do not. Yeah. Um, and just see what it's like for them. She's so nice. Diana? I'm whipping my shit out. I mean, no. <laughs> Yo, it's always you. Oh I'm God. whipping it out. I, I don't care. Absolutely. Like, and no I'm, gonna be what, I'm not going to squat. I don't know how to squat. Diana, why are you going to be so vulgar? It's true. You're gonna That's tell the me first that, thing you're going to do. You're going to tell me that all the times that you have to pop a squat, you don't think it sucks when if I did to put everything down, having to pull your underwear aside and then Girl, go and I and take you that feel day. is your hot have a... steam of pee coming down? All right. No, I'm whipping <laughs> Anyways, I think mine is a little more subtle. Um, remember what I said? I said in the chat the other day that I would just um, leave a guy on red and then post on social media. That's toxic. <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I didn't say that. Valid. It's fine. She, anyway. She's not in her soft girl era. If she does that, no, it's over. Exactly. So it's a good thing that I am. Anyways, I just wanted to know. But we'll actually get started. Welcome back, guys. You guys excited to be here? I'm so excited. Let's do this. I am so excited. You sound very excited. <laughs> it's the monotone for me. Um, welcome back. I'm Julie. I'm Diana. I'm Eliana. <laughs> I can't. So today we're going to be talking about a very, could be a sentimental topic. Um, we're going to be speaking about motherhood and kind of everything that entails. Um, we'll kind of be looking at the different aspects of it. So kind of how millennials were raised, us, um, how Gen Z has been raised, and even kind of, you know, bring it back to how maybe our parents were raised. So let's quickly get into a special announcement. Um, drum roll, please. No, <laughs> do not drum roll. <laughs> so today we actually have a special guest. And her name is Helen. Yay! <laughs> it's the synchronized yay. Um, Hi. There she goes. <laughs> so it's Julie speaking, but um, Helen is actually very near and dear to me. <laughs> She's my cousin. So um, we brought her in today because obviously you guys know she has two adorable little kids. And she's going to kind of give us all the insight on motherhood and kind of different topics of it that we're going to get into. So let's get into... Millennials versus Gen Z. So how do you guys think it's different from how our parents raised us versus how, like, I guess millennials are raising Gen Z? First, I would like to thank you guys for welcoming me today. It, it's been a journey to see you girls, like, grow and enjoy your podcast. They always have great things to talk about, great topics. And it's honestly an honor to be here with you ladies today. Thank you. So, so nice. Um, I mean, I have so much to talk about about motherhood, but okay, I'll say that um, how I was raised is definitely different than how I'm raising my children. I shouldn't say completely different, but um, you know, there's a lot of things that I took from my mom that I was like, absolutely not gonna do that, and then you know, things that I was like, okay, that that worked for me, so I'm gonna use that. Um, I would say that, you know, physical discipline was probably used for a lot of us millennials where, 
you know, I personally don't use that now on my children. Um, I mean, we still yell, like, come on, we're Latinas and stuff. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I yell at my children, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a gentle parent, um, but I would say that I'm a little bit more gentle than my mom was when we were growing up. A thousand percent. Right. And I see that. <laughs> You're right. I see that. So... How do you guys feel like you're kind of, I mean, we don't have kids, but it kind of in the perspective of the fact that we're not moms, how do you guys think? We would. Yeah, we would parent. Like, would you maybe take the way your parents kind of parented you? Or do you feel like you might do things differently? I don't know if I could ask Diana this because Diana's just aggressive. <laughs> oh, she is. She's going to lose her See, shit. See, that's the thing. I I think about it sometimes. Like, Actually, if I were to you, have you're kids. kind of a stepmommy. So. Well, yeah, but like they're not really my kids, you know? So True. like I can't do the things that I would that I was raised <laughs> as, which I would never do, of course. I was going to say, but, would you do that? <laughs> no. I feel like I think about it sometimes and... I think that's the reason why I don't want to be a parent because I feel like there's a lot of things that I still haven't unlearned from what I grew up as um, that I don't think I can separate what I've known and what I should change. Mm -hmm. And that's very hard for me to do. Like, I was very strict with my sisters. I was like, I was growing up because I was raising them. And there was a lot of times where... I felt like my mom and my dad. And I feel like in that moment, they didn't want that. They just wanted, like, an older sister. And Mm -hmm. I can't. Till this day, I can't like separate Switch that. It on and I off. can't because I feel like I came out, I guess, okay because of how my parents raised me. But if you actually like look at me internally, I am a mess. <laughs> I'm drowning. Give yourself a little more credit. <laughs> no, of course. Like, but honestly, am, that's but... every millennial. Like, I think, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. a lot of us are messed up in that way. Yeah. I think our parents weren't sensitive when they needed to be sensitive. There was just no such thing. You know, if you cried, it was like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, what what is wrong with you? Let's talk about it. Gentle We're, parenting was not a thing. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I will talk about that. But Absolutely. what about you, Elena? Because I know I feel like your um, family dynamics a little different. Yeah, mine was different. My I like I had a great relationship. I've said it before with my parents. Like I never, they were never physical with me. Um, like I've never gotten like beaten or anything. I barely got yelled at. Um, but I know that raising my kids, I would raise them a little differently than the way that I was raised. I feel like I would want to instill more discipline in my kids. I would tell them, like, listen, you have to abide by X, Y, Z. But I wouldn't reprimand them in the sense, like, being physical with them. I would talk things out, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's that's something that wasn't offered as much growing up. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, and I kind of want to talk about, I thought about your niece. That's why I was like, wait, technology. So let's talk about kind of how technology influences kids these days. So I feel like now it's a lot of like TV time or iPad time or, you know, they want their parents' cell phones like when they're eating, things like that. Um, how do you guys think we can censor what kids are, like, watching, what they're doing on these iPads, like, because essentially nothing is really locked down unless, like, parents are, like, watching over. Or parental controls. Yeah, if that's even, like, a thing anymore. So I would like to first start off with saying that every parent is different, and there's a lot of parents who are okay with a bunch of screen time. There's parents that are not okay with screen time at all. I would like to say that I'm like that happy medium. Like, I'm not going to yank their iPad away because they've been on it for 10 minutes or whatever. Um, And then as far as monitoring what 
excuse me, monitoring what they watch. As long as you raise your children right, they're not out looking for crazy things. Like, I'm not worried about what my kids are looking at. Um, And usually we're around our our kids when they're watching their iPads. So nothing, you know, crazy ever comes up. I don't know. I don't trust the Internet. So... (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but there's I think they things have to like be old enough. So you yeah. have YouTube, but I mean, YouTube I guess kids. I don't know if you would know this if you didn't have a kid around you. There's YouTube kids, yeah. and but even that, even on there, you will find some like odd things. Mm-hmm. But again, my children are usually around me when they're watching their iPads. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I, I feel I mean, like I feel like I would want my kids like I would try to limit social media, social media like TikTok, whatever YouTube period i want them to get the sense of like youth that i had growing up and learn how to communicate i feel like um a lot of like this generation they lack um communication skills. skills yeah like sometimes i'm talking to my nie- my niece and she's just like on her tablet and she's like telling me to like hold on and i'm like <laughs> girl <laughs> side huh? eye, like, it, hold on yeah <laughs> But I guess they kind of, like, they think about it when we're, like, watching a Netflix show. It's kind of, like, the same idea. Like, I don't want to be interrupted when I'm watching a show. But I also want to be present. Like, yeah. I even find myself sometimes, like, I'm on my phone. My niece is trying to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, baby. Like, I'm not really engaging as much because of the social media. So yeah, that's a good point. True. And then even, like, <clears throat> you guys know on TikTok, like, there's teachers that go on TikTok or, like, people put their careers out there, right? So... Um, I always see a lot of comments of, like, teachers, they do TikToks while in their classroom. So people will comment and be like, don't your kids see this? Like, why are you doing this on TikTok? But it's like, why does a five-year-old have a TikTok? You know what I mean? Or, like, why are you letting your parent... I mean, why is the parent giving them their phone? Like, hey, scroll on my TikTok. So I feel like that's a good way to... Like, that's monitoring, I guess. Like, right, don't right. do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into, and this is something that kind of hits home for me, and Helen's definitely going to relate. Let's talk about friends and your friend group growing up. So I know when I was little, um, you guys know, like, there's always that idea, like, come back before. Uno nunca sabe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the whole sleeping over thing. Absolutely that was, not. It was either I sleep at Helen's house or Helen sleeps over mine. That is it. That was Nothing it. else. We had one other cousin, female cousin, that we were allowed to Jenny. sleep over, Jenny. And that was it. It was yeah. just like we we went to each other's houses and that was it. And not even for a long time because like we needed to come back home and do whatever. No, it was like a, a Friday into Saturday or a Saturday into Sunday. Yeah, like not a school and night. And that was it. Um, I feel like we just, it was so controlled. Like, oh, what if there's boys in the house? Like you can't sleep over. Um, or after school, you better come right back home. You better be getting off that bus. After school program? Mm, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like with me, like I was always like Girl, we know you, you were I was liberty. in the Girl Scout. Um <laughs> I was in the Girl Scout for years. You look like it. I know. Um, I was in the Girl Scout for years. I was always like kind of pushed to do that and like to make these friendships. To get involved and stuff. Yeah, and to make friendships and everything. But when it came to sleeping over people's houses, it was mainly like only if they don't have any, like, male figures. Mm. So, so it's kind of the same idea. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, a complete no type of thing. If I pushed, I could get a yes. To your dad, probably. And honestly, going off of what I said earlier, 
that whole like me parenting like my mom that's one thing like my mom did not let me sleep over anywhere and i do not plan on letting my kids sleep over anywhere mm-hmm. the combination of growing up that way mm-hmm. and my job now and my husband's job now mm-hmm. absolutely not our yeah. kids are not sleeping anywhere i Protect agree with that i would do costs. the i would do the same cuz people are crazy you never know i mean every no. day it's just another story honestly i'm even i'm even a little like I'm not sure about like letting kids sleep over my house because it's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um I mean my kids are young now but like my stepson had kids over um like over the summer and it was like two girls and like maybe four boys and I was just like making sure that nothing inappropriate they were all in high school so like I'm like making sure nothing inappropriate was happening because it was my responsibility to make sure that these girls were protected and these boys were protected and I'm just like this is stressful you were like, like mommy like 10 kids I was, and you know at that at, when they're like 5 and they're just jumping around in a bounce house no big deal but when they're like high school age and they're like running around in their little like swimsuits and stuff and it's summertime and you know that age when you're like starting to be a little bit promiscuous I'm like absolutely not I was like a hawk watching out of the <laughs> <laughs> watching out of my window just like making sure that nothing happened because this is my home and anything happens their parents are coming to me. Oh yeah. And so yeah, that whole like come no, it's a no for me. I agree. Diana, how was kind of your situation growing up? You get, like you're Herman giving me would a... say no. Herman was my dad would not say no with verbally just with a look Ooh. and I just be like I wouldn't God. even approach my dad. I was terrified of my dad. And my mom would just be like, well, if he says no, then it's no. I never really enjoyed sleeping over anybody's houses because, like, I feel like I already knew I wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. So I never really asked. Um, and my dad and my mom were always just like, no, no, no. I wasn't even allowed to have friends, like, most of the times because, like, I lived in, like, a, like, in a really rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So my mom and my dad were just like, no, you're not going to hang out with those type of people. You're not going to hang out with any of that. Like, you would go to school, come home, do your homework, watch TV for an hour, and go to bed, face the wall by 9 o'clock. Like, my dad had me on such face a strict schedule. My dad, to the like, it came, like, to the point where, like, I was slipping on my grades that my dad would leave work early and go and sit in my classroom and sit in the, in the corner of the classroom to make sure that I wasn't, like, slipping up. And then he would walk me home, literally. And, like, my house is, like, right here. <laughs> and, like, my the school is right here. So my dad would, like, walk me every single day, every single, like, all the time to make sure that I was, like, interacting with anybody or I wasn't, like, I guess, hanging out with people I shouldn't be hanging out with. So if you ever wanted something or wanted to go somewhere, your mom would say, ask your father. Yeah. Right? It was the opposite for me. I would ask my dad, and he'd be like, ask your mother. But even if I asked my mom, my mom, she, she, like, she didn't really much, like, opinionate because she just knew that it would be a no. Your mom's, like, the softer parent. She'd just be, like... Your mom (laughs) was... My mom is... She's a little psycho. I'm not gonna lie, but... (laughs) Carmen. But Carmen is something else. But, yeah, but I feel like, you know, I, I hear stories of everybody else and, like, how, like, I guess their parents were, like, raising them differently and sometimes mm-hmm. I would always be like you know I wish my parents were like that but then I think about it and like you know they they probably had their reasons you know you never know what could have happened to them when they were younger or like what they've seen around so or if they didn't raise you this way where would you be today right so I try to see the positive in certain things but I do remember like as I was growing up I was always angry because I would see my friends they would invite me to parties they would invite me to like birthday things and like all this stuff and like I would either have to beg my parents or literally study for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks 
to make sure I got a good grade so I can go. Even going to, like, my neighbors, like, mm-hmm. he would be like, no. And I'd just be like, all right, well, whatever. But you brought up a really good point um, <clears throat> with your dad, like, not wanting you to hang out with those kids in your environment, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is something that kind of always affected me when I was little. Like, my mom hated that I called a girl, like, my best friend. She was, I guess, I'm not tu mejor amiga. Like, she'd go mm-hmm. off yo about soy it. Tu mejor amiga. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like my mom really, not that she did well about it, but she really pressured, like, I know your friends more than you do. Like, you know, yeah. they're not your real friends. Like, I don't trust her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I just couldn't hang out with these people. Or if I did, like, she'd have a face about it. So that was kind of my experience with like, my parents yeah. choosing or identifying my friends. Oh, yeah, choosing friends. It was Oof. the same with you, Dirty? I didn't have friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have much friends, so I don't know. Her friend was school, and that's it. Girl, when I tell you, we'll get into that another day, but... How about you, Helen? Well, we kind of had the same kind of I experience. I mean, I'm... So, uh, Julie and I, for those who don't know, uh, Julie and I's moms are twins, and so their parenting style is uh, damn near identical. And so growing up, we had the same frustrations. Like our brothers were allowed to hang with anybody they wanted to hang out with, where Julie and I could only hang out with each other. (laughs) Legit. (laughs) We could only hang out with each other, which obviously, I mean, we became best friends over time, but um, it was just very... um, it was heartbreaking to see that our brothers could be out and about and do them and have friends. Like, they literally, I mean, um, we have two guys that are still all of our friends, Giovanni and Joang. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've been friends since, like, 1994, where Julie and I don't have friends that go back that far. And I think if our if our moms were, like, a little bit more lax with us making friends, we'd have lifelong friends, you know? Yeah. We've made friends after being in college and becoming adults where... I, I can't say that I have a friend even from high school. Yeah. Because our moms were always like, you know, no one's truly your best friend, which granted, they weren't necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but they didn't make us make that, like, let us make that decision. And experience of, it for yourself. Right, right, right. I have a question. Do you guys feel like your parents feel guilty for how they raised us? I don't think so. I don't think so. Emotionless. I, I think I think my parents think they did a hell of a good job. Yeah. No, they really do believe that. Because if you think about it, and just by going off of us four here, like, we're all very successful. Like, we all went to college. We all have steady careers now. Like, we're all making our own money. We all have families or, you know close friends that we we were successful we're not why would they right <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been to jail like why would they not think that they did a hell of a good job with us but a lot of what we've done is because we've done it for ourselves right i guess with the way that they raised us but that sense of guilt they do not i feel I, like we feel more of a guilt than they do I i'm think, about to ask yes. my mom but i bet you should be like why would i feel no, she's, she's going like, to be like, why? why are you asking me that? No, I don't think they, they feel any type of way, honestly. But to Diana's point with speaking of guilt um, and, like, disciplining, what do you guys think? And I want Helen to kind of talk about this. I feel like when kids start developing their own little personalities, they start going to school, they start, you know, making friends and stuff like that. I know when I was little, I always wanted to be like my friends. Like, 
mommy, I want my hair like this. Oh, it's because you saw a little girl with her hair like that. And I'm like, no. But it was really because yeah. the girl next to me had cute hair and I wanted it like that. So. Wait, can I tell that story? There was one time this little oh, girl went to school and it, she had like these Payless. You, you guys remember Payless? Of course. Payless, Payless sandals. sandals. Yeah, it was like these Payless sandals with like a little block heel. But oh, like we were like so young, right? And Julie <laughs> wanted them so bad. And eventually, I think she ended up getting them. But they were like the most uncomfortable heel that she could <laughs> that's not. A, that's the heel that she, I wear now. <laughs> she could not. Literally, she could not wear. <laughs> she couldn't walk in them. They were like cutting her feet. Her feet like stunk after she wore. <laughs> but she wanted these Yo, shoes. Honey, you're not coming back. Yeah. She wanted these Julie. shoes so bad, bro. So bad. But go ahead. Oh, that's so cute. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe um, we can cut that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, yeah, back to like kids just developing their own personalities and just wanting to be like their friends. So, I'm specifically thinking about Helen's daughter. Uh, which situation? Like, the way she, like, talks back sometimes. Oh, or, God. like, sh- her little spicy character, like, comes out. So, my my daughter is now, I feel like, developing... She's six. She's developing her little personality, which is very much like mine. I can't even be mad she's at her. She's a little you. Spicy. She's literally me. She's just as loud, just as obnoxious, just as sensitive... Um, she has a little friend that I feel like has influenced her to be a little bit more sassy, if you will. Um, I feel like, uh, her and I clash all the time because I'm literally raising another me. That's what my (laughs) husband, my my husband's like, I can't, I don't know if I can deal with two of you today. (laughs) Like, um, very, very sassy. But I ultimately going back to just like how I was raised and how I want to raise my children. I let her express herself to a certain extent. Like, you're not going to disrespect me. But if you're sad, go ahead and cry. If you're angry, go ahead. You know, go ahead and cry. Feel your feels. And and, yeah. And and tell me that you're angry. And I'm working on allowing my children to express their feelings so that um, I just feel like I struggle with expressing my feelings now. And so I want them to be able to express their feelings um, in any way that they feel like they need to. Because growing up, if I cried... You know, my mom was like, ¿Por qué tú llora? Yeah. Like, why are you crying? They you never know? allowed you the space to do so. Like, mom, because I'm sad. Bueno, wipe your tears. You know, it was never like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay. Talk to me about it. Like, I want to no. be that for my daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, when she, when she talks back and stuff, you know, we, like I said, wait, I don't, I don't discipline her physically, but. When you she when know. she gets when she gets too mouthy, like you know that is disrespectful. You can be sad, you just can't be disrespectful. Yeah, you can be angry, but you're not gonna disrespect me. So, so in the same topic of guilt, um, let's talk about the other side of things. So let's kind of turn to mom guilt. Um, so obviously we're gonna kind of turn the light to Helen, and we want you to like give us examples on like what mom guilt feels like. So kind of you don't have to go into each one because we'll kind of go through it. But just like how does that feel? I guess you could say like we're not moms. So we feel guilt for many other things. But I feel like mom guilt is something that's not really talked about because a lot of moms like suppress those feelings. Right. With anything that you feel guilt, you don't necessarily talk about it. So um, mom guilt. Sheesh, where do I start? 
one of the things that moms, you may hear a mom say is, oh, my God, after I had my baby, I lost myself. I don't know who I am. Um, and so when you do try to kind of go back to those things that you did before having a baby, you know, for example, for me, it was I love dancing. Um, when I went out to dance that one night, I felt like, yes, I had a good time. I did that dancing that I enjoyed, but I'm sitting there thinking about, are my kids crying because they want me home during bedtime? Um, you know, do they need me just because they need a hug from mommy? Um, should I be out? Like, do I deserve that one night out that... For the first time in months, it's the first time I've been out in forever, but do I deserve this? Did I do enough at home? Before I left the house, did I give my kids baths? Did I put them in their pajamas? Did I feed them? Did I do this? Did I clean enough? Did I? It's just a constant, did I do enough? Do I deserve to do a little something for myself? And that's all the time. You're constantly tired because it's just, you never feel like you did enough yeah. as a mom for that day. And being a working mom that works a nine-to-five job and then feeling guilty because you worked the nine-to-five job and you weren't home enough with the kids. I mean, it's it's ongoing. just an ongoing battle with yourself. And so I think that when you do finally feel like okay, I did enough at home. I can go and get a Starbucks coffee and go to Target by myself. <laughs> and you get that nice, like, you know, stroll through Target. And then the second you see a toy that reminds you of your kid, you're like, why didn't I just bring them? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, why didn't I just bring them? Okay, I didn't bring them. I got to bring this toy back to my kid. Like, what kind of mom you would I be? Detach. Yeah, oh. so I leave Target with two toys and I got myself a coffee, but I didn't get anything else. You know what I mean? And it's funny, so. you're talking about this and I'm thinking about my cat. I'm thinking about Quirky. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? I'm like, yo, is this uh, what Christmas thinks of me? That's, oh my God, stop. I don't know my dog. I'm just like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. When I leave my dog for like a long period of time, it's like, wow, like he needs me. He's so alone. Like, oh, I feel so sad. I'm just, <laughs> I can't relate. I don't have plants. <laughs> My plants is the only thing, but they only yeah. need me once a week. But um, I feel like once you do what you, I guess, did before when you had kids, like I said, like you said, dancing and stuff. In that moment, you feel like okay, I did it, but it doesn't fulfill you like it did, like it did before you had kids, right? No, it does. It still does? It does. Okay. Yeah, it does. I would say, like, if I, I, I love shopping, too. If I go out and I can shop by myself mm-hmm. and kind of, like, not have two screaming kids, um, I I still enjoy that. I just also feel like, okay, I need to make sure that I did enough at home, that I did enough for my kids to deserve this. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you deserve to go and take a long shower and wash your hair and do your whole skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Like, those are things that you should, it, it, you don't have to deserve it. They're like necessities almost. Right. And so mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, it's never ending. Like, mom guilt just never ends. Like, Even, it's hard to accept that you're enough, like you're doing enough. Right, right. Especially if you're also working, because I'm already at work nine to five, let's say on a Friday, right? 
I I worked from I got my kids ready and and send them off to school daycare and then I went to work and I worked until five. I don't get home till almost six. And let's just say I want to go out and have a drink that night. I only get to spend maybe an hour and then I have to get ready to go out. And you know, it's like, do I deserve to go out? Like I only spend an hour with my child today. And I feel like that's when people and I've seen this on TikTok a lot, but I see like people start calling. Like, you know, you or like not you, but like, you know, whoever in general, a bad mom. It's just like, why does the word bad mom have to tie into doing what they want to do? To me time. If you want to have like a drink with your friends or yourself or your significant other without the kids, that's fine. If you want to travel without the kids, that's fine. Like you, I know, I know it sounds messed up to say this, but like you still have a life outside of the kids. Right. And and so the thing is, that's how I see it, at least to me. And that's I I try to find that perfect balance of, you know, my husband and I need to stay sane. So we've implemented different things like having one date night in the month where thanks to Julie, we get to do that. And so but even so, knowing that I have Julie babysitting my kids and she's going to feed them good, she's going to bathe them, she's going to put them to bed and they're going to be good. There still might be that time at one in the morning where my kids want me. They wake up crying and they want me. And I'm out, you know, with my husband on date night, which we very much deserve. But still that guilt of like, man, maybe I should have stayed home, you know. See, I don't know how people can do that. I feel like guilt for me eats me alive. So, like, I would purposely not do anything so I can avoid that guilt. After this, Diana's not having kids. But but not doing anything will drive you nuts. Yeah. Especially if you have, like, little ones that are, like, always needing you. Mm -hmm. uh, That will drain you. You see, like, I, I feel like I admire so many moms. And, like, you know, hearing your story and, like, how you balance things, like, I feel like it gives other people out there hope. As well. And like knowing that, you know, you're not a bad mom. It's not it's okay to do things outside of like, you know, your kids and stuff. And it's okay to feel guilty. Um, and I'm surprised that like, you know, that that guilt doesn't eat you alive and prevents you from doing certain things. And you find that balance because I know if I were to have that, I would feel very guilty. And I would just like close myself off and just dedicate my time to kids, which there are people who do that, that mm-hmm. literally dedicate their whole entire life and devote themselves to their kids. And it's just like. It's just, like, so controversial. I'll tell you why it doesn't necessarily eat you alive. Because when you do spend that time with your kids, they're so obsessed with you that they had no idea that you went out for that one day, that weekend, that you went out without them. They're so in the moment that they're just, like, enjoying mommy time in the living room dancing around. Like, they're not... Like, to your kids, you are just the absolute best, and you can make no mistakes. And so that's where it balances itself out, where the guilt can't possibly eat you up because your kids look at you and think you're, you're absolutely the, you're the perfect. You're the greatest thing in the world. Wow. You're absolutely perfect. That yeah. was beautiful. That was. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but let's kind of transition to um, about two years ago when we were in prime time of COVID. So let's talk about moms who had kids during the pandemic because we as adults were going insane getting sick etc i mean diana you just had it but <laughs> i just like, had COVID, like prime time of ago. covid like life was hard for everybody so moms especially being pregnant during or giving birth during 
And I want Helen to talk about this. Like your take on that. I don't know your how you experience. did that. I'm telling you right now. Mm-mm, Man. Girl. My this. anxiety. I feel like being a mother, period, because, I mean, you had Eleni at that time. That's a constant state of anxiety. But adding a pandemic baby to the mix. <laughs> it up. was rough. Man, where do I start? Well, first of all, shout out to all moms who deal with postpartum depression because during the pandemic was probably my time where I felt like postpartum depression was the worst. Um, Partly because I was dealing with it, but I was like, I can't imagine other moms with even more children. So let's go back 2020. Um, let's say March, I believe, was when my daughter, who's six now, um, her pre, uh, like all the schools were closing. So my daughter was home. I'm huge. Um, I was out on leave, so I was home. But I'm trying to be a teacher to my daughter who needed me all the time and also super pregnant while also making phone calls to the hospital because I'm just like, I already know I'm having a C-section What is this process going to look like? No one's allowed into the hospital with you. And I have a daughter at home. And I mean, just a thousand questions constantly. So I it came time for the day that I had to, you know, go in for my C-section. My husband was allowed to come in with me. But if he left the hospital, he had to stay out. And so... um. April 7th, he stayed with me. I gave birth, or my C-section, I believe, was around noon. Um, Alex was born. My husband stayed with me for that that day. That night, he left around 9 p.m. So here I am, cut open with a newborn. It's just me and my newborn in my room. Now, mind you, I can't get up. If you have a C-section, you can't get up for, like, 24 hours. And nobody was allowed to come see me. My mom wasn't allowed in. My dad wasn't allowed in. Mother-in-law, nobody. Miguel wasn't allowed back in because they told us if he left, he couldn't come back. Um, now, mind you, at that time, there wasn't there wasn't like a COVID test or anything. They took our temperature and that was like their, you know, okay, no one has a fever, so you guys are good. Um, but I mean, we had to be fair. He left because we have another child at home who was very much used to sleeping or having us in the house while she was sleeping. So, um, when you have a C-section, you can't get discharged the next day. They, um, discharged me. I want to say I gave birth on the 7th, 8th, so 9th was when I was discharged. Um, so I was at the hospital from the 7th to the, to the 9th, you know, or I should say 8th and ninth, just like by my, I want to say by myself, obviously my newborn was there. Well, yeah, there, you were by but, yourself. Yeah. Um, so emotionally, a whole mess because I can't move. And all that help, um, when I gave birth to, when I gave birth to my daughter, excuse me, um, I had my mom there helping me. I had, Julie was there. Julie was feeding me soup at one point. Like, having a C-section is difficult. And not having anybody there during the pandemic was rough. I can't even imagine. 
I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't have tissues. Joe, do no, we no, have we're tissues? good. We're good. Okay, never mind. Um, it was rough. It was rough. But I know that I wasn't the only mom giving birth during the pandemic. And man, but when, when it, you're going through it, it feels like you're the only one. Oh yeah, you absolutely. were like alone, like yeah. in all forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feeling of loneliness. Yeah, I mean that definitely would have ate me up too. And so after giving birth to a child, you're already dealing with postpartum depression. But, like, adding that loneliness, even when I went home, um, my husband was there. I believe, I want to say he took off, like, two weeks. He was there. But, like, you know, my mom, who was a big help during my first birth, she was scared to to be at my house. Everybody was scared to visit everybody. So, I mean, having a pandemic baby was definitely difficult, but it's just, it kind of just adds to my journey. I was able to see what it was like to have a C-section during regular times and then, you know, have a C-section during a time where it was difficult for everybody um, to deal with. So we're doing great. We're thriving. That (laughs) child is the strongest. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's such a reflection of, like, how resilient I think he's going to be. My daughter and my son, yeah, they're completely opposites. My daughter's very much sensitive like I am. And, you know, she's just like that girly girl with sass but sensitive. yeah. Yeah. Where my son is the most resilient, like, I don't care what's going on in the world. It can be a whole pandemic, but I'm coming, and I, I'm going to come and in strong. And that's what he did. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did, and that's exactly the, you know, the reflection of, of who he's going to be. I love Just that. this, like, strong, and, like, I don't care what's going on. He's literally Superman flying um, yeah. on And you can see that, like, even when he was a baby. Yeah, Absolutely. He it's was seven crazy. months moving around like he was a whole year old. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> I We're in for a ride, guys. <laughs> I feel like, you know, if you see your child, you're just like, you know what? Everything that I went through, everything like the loneliness, the, you know, the hardships, it, you know, it just makes it worth it. You know, it makes it worth it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing your story because I can only imagine how hard that was. So thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely I wish I could give you a hug right now. Air hug. Air hug. <laughs> All right. So let's kind of transition to um, something that I kind of came up with this. It's single parenting without being single. Um, It sounds crazy, right? But haven't you guys heard a lot? A lot of people saying only moms can do it right. So what I mean by that is I feel like people look at moms like they are the only parents sometimes. So it could be a full family, husband, wife, kids, but it's like mom has to check this over. Mom has to bathe the kids. Mom feeds them right. She knows the right temperatures. Like how, like I feel like I see that in not only with just Helen, but like a lot of parents and even our close friends that are moms, it's like, no, I can't leave him at home with dad. Like dad doesn't really know what he's doing. Like what? <laughs> I always see, obviously I'm not a parent, um, but I always see like, Kids tend to go to mom for one thing versus dad. Like, they know who they'll get the best of that one thing from. And <laughs> I have to say that I lucked out because my husband really... My husband and I really have, I think, the perfect balance. Yes, there are a ton of things that I just know exactly how my my kids want it or, you know, what exactly they need. But he is... We're very much like... 
if if I'm working late, I'm not necessarily worried that my kids aren't going to eat because I'm the one the only one that cooks at home. Mm. Um, you know, if I have to be out for the weekend for whatever reason, I had a wedding recently and I wasn't home like overnight, like I wasn't worried. I would call and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, they're good" or whatever. Um, so I think we have a perfect balance when it comes to like, you know, conferences at my daughter's school, like we're either both going or I'm just going, but like, we always have a constant, like, okay, she has a dentist appointment. Miguel will take her to that because I feel like she'd be too sensitive if I go with her where I go to like her regular doctor's appointment. So um, I know that there's some moms that feel like they're single moms, even though they're in a relationship. But I think for us, we we try to balance it as much as possible. Do you think it's frowned upon for moms to have more freedom? So, for example, if you were to go on vacation versus like Miguel going on vacation, do you feel like you're looked at differently than he is? From like being away for your kids? It depends on who's looking at us. Mm. If my mom if my mom is looking mm. at me going on vacation. You're the worst person she's ever. Like, what? So who are the kids gonna stay with? And I'm like My husband. They have a whole parent. <laughs> they have a whole other parent. <laughs> but if if it's like his mom looking at me and going on vacation, she's like, Oh, okay, I'll come help if you need help. Like mm. It just depends on who's looking in. If you're looking at, let's say, just another, like, married working couple like us, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, it's just, yeah. she's going it's on. Balance. You know, if he's going away, my mom's like, okay. I mean, to my mom, it's like. He deserves it. He works hard. He should be going away. Why isn't he going <laughs> away more often? Like, he works hard, you know, where to, you know, if, if I'm going away, it's it's different. But for my mom. Yeah. For other people. It depends who's looking, like you right. said. But I think that ties in also to how we were raised, like what we were talking about before. Yes. Just women, there's a different type of control that's an expectation. over them. An expectation right. of control. Right. Where, I mean, just my mom was very much a stay-at-home mom, cooking, cleaning, yeah, no. taking care all of, of the kids. And she raised all of us, right. Where my dad was the one out working at all times, paying the bills. Where I'm working now, like we're both my mom, working. My mom sometimes forgets that I have a full time job. My husband has a full time job, but so do I. So I can't be that stay at home mom that you think I should be because I also work a nine to five. Yeah. So you see, you're so nice because I would have told my mom, I was like, listen, if you want me to stay at home, that's fine. Here are my monthly bills. <laughs> you give me this. This is my bank account number. Zell me. At the same Diana, time. You know our moms. My mom expects that. To, like, well, she did before. Now I'm just like, no, like it's not. That's not gonna happen. Like I, I never liked that fact of like how our parents, like you know, specifically yours as well. Like they, they thought about that. She's like, no, like do you, do you not? Am I not supposed to have a life? Am I not supposed to? The funny myself? thing is that they pushed us so hard to go and get that education and go get that diploma and go get a job, but now you want me to be a stay-at-home mom too? Like it doesn't work that way. Like pick and choose. Like it does not work that way. Now, that granted, there are very much a lot of different things in the house that we're very much like. I don't know what our bills look like. Miguel takes care of that. Um, you know, I, I always mess with him, but like, I don't take the trash out. Like the boys in the house take the trash out. We have our little like gender roles, quote unquote, but yeah, no, I work. So I'm going to cook, but so is my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clean, but so is my husband mm -hmm. because yeah. we both work just as hard and just as long. The kids be cleaning too while they love helping <laughs> you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. 
So that's a really good point about, you know, like being away and vacationing and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to ask, and Helen, we're pointing at you again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are some things you wish you would have known, like, before motherhood? So obviously, a lot of people have kids unexpected or unplanned. Some people plan it, but I mean, they're still blessings. You're never really ready for what's coming. Yeah, because, and every mom is different. But what are some things you kind of wish you would have known? I can't really point any like specific thing out because when you have a child you're learning as you go there's nothing I can think about that I know now that I didn't just kind of like learn as I went and there was really nothing that I can think that I was taught either because you you grow with your child and Mm. you grow with with knowing what their needs are and every child is different so you know, raising my daughter is the complete opposite of raising my son. And so even like, let's say I, I don't know, wish I would have known like how long it takes to potty train, but like, it's different with my daughter. It was different than what it is with my son. So it doesn't matter what you, you think you wanted to know. It's so different for each kid. that it, it. Yeah. They don't, they don't come with like a manual. A manual, right? An employee manual. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <clears throat> so I guess it kind of just ties into things like you would have done differently, I guess. But I guess you can't really pinpoint because you have adapted to your kids' needs, right? So according to what they've needed. There's nothing that I can think of right now that I should be doing different with my kids. Because, again, we're, like, both learning. Like, my daughter is now doing, like, actual schoolwork and reading and and math. And I would say maybe I should have read more with her when I, when she was younger. But, like, I did read to her. Um, so it was, like, you're always going to question yourself. You're always going to say, what could I have done different? But again, you're just like learning as you go. Or how about between your two kids? Like some things that you used to do with Eleni. And then when Alex came, you're like, mm, maybe that doesn't work the way it once did. What could I do different? Or was there anything? Everything. Because they're the complete opposite. <laughs> so like less, I mean, just as simple as with Eleni, she would just lay in her swing and relax and we'll put like, Paw Patrol on TV for her to watch. I remember those days. We used the swing with Alex like twice and he was sitting up like trying to flip over. <laughs> like so it's it's so different with the kids that it's like there's nothing that that I learned with Eleni that I used with Alex because yeah. two different people. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's funny. He was trying to swing the swing. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of that thing so quickly. As you know, Helen, we have a little rule of life at the end. Um, but I think this one, we're going to point it to you and we're going to kind of let you give a message to moms dealing with day-to-day challenges. So here's a message to all the mamas. Know that you are not alone. Ooh, yes. That every mom is struggling in some sort of way. You're not alone. Love that. Bam, Love drops it. mic. Well, we're not going <laughs> to actually drop it, but... This was a really good episode, and thank you to our guest speaker, Helen, for being here today and sharing her mama's story um, as she continues to be a wonderful mother. So Helen actually has an announcement to make. 
Um, so I do this little thing on Instagram. Um, it's Cafe Con Helen, and I did it for some time, and then I stopped. But I'm going back to doing it. My Instagram handle will be in the description box below. <laughs> <laughs> and um, starting in 2023, I will be going back to doing my Cafe Con Helen. Yay. Love that. I can't wait. I was so excited. I'm sorry. I'm just going off now. (laughs) I was so excited when you like were actually doing these like these car sessions. Like I would literally watch and and just like engage and, and like it would actually make me think. So it's good when you're on the run in the morning, whatever the case may be. So tune into that. Yes. And to more future collabs. Yes, absolutely. I I truly enjoyed today. Yay. Love it. All right. We're actually done now. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.